Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. January 69th. We have uh, made it. February is tomorrow. Good morning, everybody. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. My God. My God. What a long, long start to 2024. Been a pretty decent start, though, I will say. Um, great to be here with you this morning. It is our honor, our privilege uh, to be here on this radio station broadcasting to you, for you, with you. Uh, I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel. He's the executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. And uh, Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor, joins us as well. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning. You know, I was thinking about your January blues or just how long it seems to be stretching yesterday. And what I realized is January is kind of the only month without baseball. And I say that because yeah, in November, you know, the World about, Series stretches into November and you're December. still well, December has the winter meetings, and and that seems and to, Christmas and that and Christmas. <laughs> There's all but kinds of good. It, st- it kind of focuses our attention a couple of times. We have some time off in December, and we have those winter meetings that 
at least we think something's going to happen. We so it kind of gets ourselves us excited about it. January can obviously have trades and free agent signings. This month was pretty Sleeve. pretty quiet yeah. about them, which means it's really the one month that you've got nothing out of the twelve. Yeah, in the you year know, for you baseball, twenty five percent of the month we are at fantasy camp. That's true. With major Padres interviews. Yeah, and stories that's true. We have that, that at least. But uh, no, man, it's just it's. <clears throat> I, I'm usually uh, kind of a jerk the month of, of January. I, I was doing pretty well, uh, doing pretty well until I'd say last night slash this morning. Um, just a you know bad day, bad night. It happens. I'm I'm very much, very much looking forward to uh, going to my, see my therapist today because I feel bad for her. She's probably not going to get a word in edgewise. Just put a big bucket on your desk and let me just vomit words into it for 45 minutes because that's exactly what I'm going to do. A lot of people hate January, though. They do. They, they do dry <laughs> January. They do Well, why make January worse? I cannot get my camera to work in the right way here. Um, no, they do the, the they try to stick to their resolutions. They do dry, dry January. It's just a tough... It's just a tough month. And, you know, somebody was making the point on another radio show. I think it might have been Stern. They were talking about, um, they're like, you got all this cool stuff in November. You got Thanksgiving and, and there's football. And then December comes and it's the hubbub of Christmas and your you know family and everything else. And they said it's all arbitrary. And then you hit January and it's like. A vast wasteland of nothing, and that's what you get in uh, in the month of January. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go see her today. I haven't been in a while. I had to to skip it last week um, to do something with my kids. But I mean, that poor lady today. She's I'm just gonna walk in, and she's gonna be like, "Oh God, it's this is what it, it's gonna be today." Just. <laughs> Just vomiting all over her desk. December's a very indulgent month. Oh, you, you feel so good. Parties and, uh, you know, presents. Yeah. And you, there's treats all over the Treat. place. Everywhere you turn, there's, oh, what is it? A little cookie? Oh, and our therapist is going to be like, ah, oh, I should have went to business school. Yeah, dude, she's going to really hate <laughs> and her. And I think human, human nature is uh, you want to balance that out. So January is a very austere month. Yes, a very. Compared to the. You know, indulgent month of December. Let's tuck it in. Let's just get it together and, and try pro- to come out of the gate. My hot. proposal is let's have January be like February the twenty eight day month. Yes, and make put thirty one days in February. I'm more than fine with that. More than fine with, or just you know what, just split it up a little bit. Just make it thirty and twenty nine or something. I don't know. Like let's average them together. But uh, man, I was dying last night. I uh, my little guy Bo, his he loves to watch movies. He loves loves movies. And look, I'll be honest. I'm running out of running out of appropriate ish movies that we can watch. He he doesn't he's never like, "Dad, can we watch Cars?" You know what I mean? Like he's like, "Oh, I that's Robert De Niro. What's that?" I'm like, "You can't watch that one. That's the Joker. That would scare you to death." So he really loves the movie Meet the Parents. He loves it. He thinks it's so <laughs> funny. He probably doesn't understand half of it, but he thinks Ben Stiller He thinks Ben Stiller's the funniest dude alive. He thinks De Niro's amazing. So we watched it, and it struck me uh, last night. Do you guys, well, you're going to get what I'm saying. I think, because I was scrolling through Netflix, and like I said, the Joker was on there. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? And I looked at the Joker, and I went, oh, God, like what a, what a villain that that character was. You think about Hannibal Lecter, right? Just, oh, God, just terrifying. And then I'm watching Meet the Parents, and I go... 
I think maybe the worst movie villain that I've ever seen, no one plays it better because it, it comes out of left field, is Pam. <laughs> Pam Burns <laughs> from Meet the Parents is maybe the worst movie villain. The fiancé. The fiancé. She's maybe the worst villain of all time. I've never seen a man set up for failure more than Greg Fokker. Ever. Gaylord Fokker. Ever. I'm watching the movie and I go, she's, I just popped my head. I go, she kind of sucks. And then as I watch, I go, mm, no, she really sucks. And then by the end, I'm like, she's the worst, Greg. Get on that plane. <laughs> don't answer the phone. Sell that ring. And don't ever come back. Don't ever come back. I'm watching this and I'm going. So I, I, it popped into my mind. I actually went to Reddit to see if anybody had my same theory. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did. I'm not the only one in the world with this. Here's the, the five months ago, somebody posted, Pam set Greg up for failure at every single turn and meet the parents. And I went, yeah, yeah, she really did. She crushed him. Think about it for a second. How unfair. First, telling her parents he hates cats. Right off the shoot. Oh, don't worry. Greg won't be playing with Jinxie. He hates cats. <laughs> I don't hate cats, Pam. I just have to be more of a dog person. Her dad staring a hole through him when, when <laughs> she says he hates cats. Also, here's a tip. You're living with Greg in Chicago. You're living together. You're clearly having intercourse. And you're gonna, you, you don't tell Greg your dad was in the CIA. You let Greg think that he's a florist so that Greg is like, I got a great idea. I'm going to go spend a grand on this Jerusalem tulip, and your dad's not going to have the foggiest idea. Jerusalem puli puli. Oh, yeah, the Jerusalem. And I'm sitting there watching Greg, and you know yeah, you get those cold sweats when oh, something's yeah. going terribly wrong. It's happened on the show a few times. You're watching Greg just die. He's dying, and there's Pam like throwing an anchor at him every time. Every time he starts to drown, she's like, here, hold this cinder block. And I'm watching this going, she's the worst. She's the worst partner I've ever seen Dude, in my life. Uh, I mean, I, the list is very long. It's Paul, like I could do an hour on it. I'm not letting him sleep in. <laughs> when the whole family's having breakfast downstairs. He stumbles down in. And he's in his, uh, his pajamas, pajamas, messy ugh. hair. And he's like, why wouldn't you wake me up? She goes, I thought I'd let you sleep. Because now what am I guessing somebody's house? What am I, a teenager? You thought you'd let me sleep? <laughs> get me up. If the family's having dinner together, get me up, Pam. Oh, my God. Yeah, it says uh, she sends him to Denny's room for clothes without introducing him. Walk your ass upstairs with him and be like, Denny, okay, here's Denny's thing. Here's some clothes. What is this? Like, she just lets the guy flounder. He's just on the dock floundering, just dying the whole time. And I'm sitting there watching it going, no, no, Greg's afraid of the yeah, ball. Yeah, Greg is afraid of the ball. She's partners up with her uh, ex-fiance. He's, she it was a stupid sexual thing. Yeah, she tells him. He goes, I didn't know you and Kevin were that close. She goes, oh, no, it was just a sexual thing. He's like... Are you kidding me? She's the worst villain I've ever seen in any uh, movie. I would rather have coffee with Hannibal Lecter in his full mask <laughs> than date her, Pam. And, and what makes that movie work is that <sighs> Greg is not a buffoon. No. He actually is a fairly... Solid as a rock. Solid, you know, he gets it guy, and yet you squirm the entire time for him. Oh, yeah, There's not a moment in that movie where you're not... Like crawling in your skin yeah. because of what he's going through, and in that most movie. of the things that she's putting him through, she knew. To she, she could have easily said, "Hey, 
My dad's in the CIA. All right, his I'm cover. Not really supposed to even. I'm say not supposed this, to say anything. You need to know this. But, going into his house. Yeah, going in. You know, he's gonna he's gonna mess with you infinitely. He's just, got a lie detector. Just wear it, right? I mean, she sets that cat up for failure the whole time. She let her whole family standing out there laughing at him because his name is Gaylord Fokker, and she just sits there. She thinks he, you know, lied about the M cats and everything. And I'm like. Bro, that guy's one of the most solid. He deserves so much better than Pam. So much better, bro. The list is it. it, it it's oodles long. I mean, there's there's a hundred things that she did where you look at it and go, "Yeah, bro, run for the hills." Should have never married her. And then you see, sweet me, setup, Ice Man. Yeah, sweet setup, Ice Man. Hey, thanks, Maverick. <laughs> Are you kidding? Why don't you guys <laughs> just make like out in the pool? Over his shoulder, like, he's just getting worn cool, out, cool. man. So I watched that last <laughs> night, and you know, listen, cautionary tale to my my son Bo, right? Don't don't take that s, man. Find some find somebody better than that. Oh man, it just killed me, killed me. You know, a hot take, but a defensible one after you laid <laughs> I, out the arguments. I think so. I really do. Not the traditional movie villain, but that's pretty bad. <laughs> She's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Just ter- just letting the guy just twist in the wind for the entire movie, man. So. Great movie, uh, but lessons to be learned, uh, to be sure. Who's your more traditional like movie villain? Not the uh, hot take, like your the scariest Lecter. The... <laughs> I mean, fascinating, fascinating villain. But you almost cheer for him a little bit. It's though. very weird, isn't that, that weird? You... Don't you when you watch that movie a you... little bit? You're cheering for him because... a little bit. I think outside of Pam Burns, I would go with I'd go a different route than like. The Joker, Hannibal Lecter, like the scarier villains. Christoph Waltz's role in Inglorious Bastards. I've heard yeah, people say that complete one. Complete Hans, Hans Landa, I think. Yeah. I mean, dude. That's a good one. One of the best acting performances I've ever seen where you're like, I am genuinely oh. creeped out by your presence and everything about this character. He didn't have a scary mask. He wasn't... You know, chopping people's heads off or anything like that. It wasn't was Freddy Krueger. M- he was murdering, well, like, yeah. But <clears throat> he was just, it was almost like killing him with kindness in a creepy way. Jeter nails it. He nails it for me, too. I, I had forgotten about this, mostly because I had to block it out of my mind for terror and fear. But uh, Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. I don't know that no. I've ever had a more visceral, visceral reaction in a theater to seeing a villain pop on screen, his creepy page boy haircut, and then his, like, flip a coin, flip a coin, heads or tails, heads or tails. It's unreal. Yeah, that people will say, like, horror movie characters, they're yeah. all, I mean, I, you know, they're all scary, sure. but, you know, they're almost parodies because they're so over-the-top scary. Although Pennywise, the clown, scary as hell. that <laughs> one was scary to me, but I think... I think your age has something to do with it. Yeah. Uh, a, a movie character now that you would almost see as comical when you're younger is terrifying. And for me, it was the uh, the Gestapo agent in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the one... The one who gets his face melted? Yeah, the one who gets yeah. his face melted yeah. off I at the end. I stopped watching... I couldn't watch that movie. It was Major, so scary. Major Tot, I think it was his name. Yeah. Air Mac. Uh, <laughs> He he always terrified me. Yeah, I mean, all of those hello, are... Frau, all, hello, Frau. Hello, Frau Lein. <laughs> so scary. So and then, for a, you know, for like a seven-year-old watching Raiders in the Lost Ark, he was the scariest. Let's put, it, let's put it this way. If Pam and Greg were near the Ark, 
Pam would have made Greg open the ark so that his face would melt and he would die. It's just the worst. And he shouldn't have never uh, married her. If you saw Meet the Fockers, did you see her bangs that she was rocking in the the second of Meet the in Meet the Fockers, the sequel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should have. Well, it's your fault. You should have turned tail when you had a chance and found a nicer lady. Chicago's full of them. Could have found another one. Drop of hat. Successful, handsome, built, male nurse. I mean, you 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 absolutely spit the bit on that one, Fokker. But uh, yeah, and, and McKee says the uh, the his character in No Country for Old Men scared me so badly I couldn't even watch the movie. Character in the book. Oh, oh, in the yeah, book, yeah, dude. I mean, it is the it, the movie. Watching him in the movie, it's visceral, and it's the hair. It's all of it. It's just the complete, total. Lack of of any sort of sympathy or empathy or feeling, and he's just a stone cold creepy killer. Um, one mm-hmm. of the best films of all time, No Country for Old Men. Certainly, yeah, that's that's not one I'm going to be able to watch with Bo until he's at least nine. <laughs> so I'm going to have a few more years of that. But uh, yeah, thank you for uh, letting me get that out. I it was bubbling up inside me. Pam sucks. Don't be a Pam, and don't marry a Pam. That's my PSA. Which means it was a very well-written yes. and performed movie. 100%. That it can stick with you like that. All right, let's uh, take our first break. We'll come back. We'll uh, hand out the menus for the show today. The streak will end, uh, assuming everything well, goes to plan. Maybe. Because we do have a guest scheduled for today's show. First well, time in uh, a week and a half. Like Winston Wolf said in Pulp Fiction, let's not go blanking <laughs> each other's blanks just yet. <laughs> We'll Anything see. can happen. All right, we'll come I've back. never wanted a guest to not answer their phone <laughs> more. He's going to lose his mind. If, if, he, if he bails, that's going to lose. I think it's a good one, though. I'm looking forward it's, to this I'm, one. I'm so looking forward to it, but I'm not going to believe it until we get him on the phone, and we'll tell you why next. All right, that's coming up after a check of traffic. Getting started with Ben Woods on a Wednesday on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good conversation on movie villains going on in our YouTube chat. That's fun. Uh, welcome to everybody who's joining us on the stream this morning, listening on the Odyssey app here on 97.3 The Fan, and anyone who's listening later in the day, uh, podcasted, however you consume Ben and Woods, we always appreciate you joining us. Uh, every single day we have the best radio audience. Good evening to those of you yes. listening at 6 o'clock at night. <laughs> Good and afternoon. The, really the best audience I, I mean, in the history of San Diego radio audiences, at least. It's pretty incredible. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. Tier ones. It's, it's not just the size, which is Whoa. It's the girth. impressive. It's the, it's, the <laughs> length. Length. it's the length of them. It's their girth. It is uh, the motion of their the ocean. motion of their ocean. Yeah, they're growers. They're not showers. I love them. They're just the best audience. They're they're clever. They're smart. They contribute. They do. They are great Padres fans. They're funny. You know, they're they're everything you've always wanted Generous. an audience to be. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and we have it, and it's uh, it delights me to no end. It does. It's a uh, it's such a trip, man. Such a trip every uh, every day to log in and see the chat filled, and I'm like, what are you maniacs doing? Like, what are you guys doing? You're here for four hours. You're loons. I love it. Got another so, very good call yesterday from the boss. Yeah. about how things have been going. Call, so, nice call you, from thank you all from Kluger. Uh, yesterday, the very handsome Adam Klug uh, called us uh, as well. Very, very nice day. Very All right, happy. coming up uh, on the program today, uh, we just got uh, a new list of Padres' top prospects. Kylie McDaniel yeah. of ESPN just came out with his top 100 it's list prospects. It's it is Kylie's still list season. Kylie's turn. It's list, list season, season never man. ends. Uh, similar to other lists with a couple of uh, different twists, but as you can imagine, the Padres fare quite well. In the uh, the ranking of prospects is probably the best thing they've done this off season is prospect rankings. Well, that and and I really, really, I let myself get excited about the uh, the write up he had about Leodales de Vries and um, one of his favorite favorite targets in there. And of course, of course, of course, of course, Ethan Thaleth, uh bodes you know looks very well in, uh, in that spinal. List as well. Yeah, spinal. Ethan Thaleth looks good right now. In uh, other baseball news, a major sale going down involving the Baltimore Orioles could change things a bit in the AL East. I know Orioles fans, they're excited simply because anything different than what they have now is probably good news, so we can uh, talk about that. 7 o'clock hour, we'll bring you Take on Woods, Don't Do This, our our normal segments. Polly is just now copying and pasting. Is it time to hit the panic button yet (laughs) on segments? Because I made, after the show, I made fun. Why does every segment just... Have the the phrase? Is it time to hit the panic button? Yet, Padres it. fans. I in love it. it. So I'm just much. asking the questions. Just asking the questions here. Is it time to hit the panic button? The answer is no. It's not. And uh, I am looking forward to our first guest, really on the in phone the since before fantasy camp, <laughs> ending the streak of seven straight shows with no guests at all. And about a week and a half since we've actually had someone call in because we had a bunch of people join us yeah. in person in fantasy camp. Poway High School 
MLB former player and now analyst Xavier Scruggs is going to join us at 9 o'clock this morning. Great, great content provider for baseball. It's a it's a fun niche that uh, the base you know there's so many there's it's actually daunting how much good baseball content there is out there. I told you last week about the what's the one uh baseball isn't real. Uh those guys are crushing it. Uh Xavier's doing a really really good job as well. Kind of burst on the scene in the last few months putting out really good stuff. He played over in Korea and dominated over in Korea, Benny. Um he did he did one that was really cool with his wife. Uh, who gave birth over in Korea. They kind of walked you through what that was like. Really, really fascinating stuff, man. Um, Seems to be a very, very good dude. Now, the only thing I will say is that Paulie got the, yeah, I should be able to make 9 o'clock work. So, like Winston Wolf. I think he said, uh, I can probably do 9 a.m. I can probably do 9 a.m. I see. So, let's not go. So, this isn't set in stone. This is more. (laughs) Set in slate. Written down in pencil with an eraser standing by. So, it could go horribly wrong. And And, and, this is uh, not a prank on you. And he's the one. He sat down with Ollie Marmol. Yeah. So, you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, We played some of that. Conversation when we were talking about analytics in baseball yesterday. Yeah, he's good, man. Interesting conversation there with the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. So I guess I will cross my fingers <laughs> yes. for Xavier Scruggs uh, coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Now, if he bails, are you going to have a meltdown? No. Okay. Are you going to beat me? I thought <laughs> in my mind's eye, I pictured Ben <laughs> saying, well, we have we got to clean up the process. Paul, did you email him? Did you confirm? Have you texted with him? There's a process involved I, here. No, I've done Polly's job before, and I know how hard it can be to sometimes pin down guests. Do you think it's a phone call? Is it really that hard? Yes. It's very hard. Sometimes it can be very difficult to pin people down to a time. Well, and it's a little counterintuitive because we want to have things locked down at least a day in advance. Of course. Sometimes several days in advance, if, especially if there's like a PR person involved helping coordinate. But we like to promote and tease and let you know the day before, hey, make sure you set an appointment. You're going to join us at 9 a.m. Like we did with Tom DeLong from Blink-182. How'd that go? That bit us in the ass. Yep. But it's so much easier to get these if I just text them like, hey, what are you doing in Five minutes from now. Yes. That doesn't help us doesn't as far help as planning, yeah. but then they can just go, I'm actually free right now. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds great. A lot Jump of people on. Are like, I don't know what I'm doing for dinner tonight, I know. let alone what am I doing at 7.35 a.m. on Friday morning? Yep. I don't know. I know. And being a morning show, you do deal with a couple of different factors. Uh, in sports, there's a lot of people who stay up really late for work, so they don't get up in the morning, and they'll just say... No, I can't do it before 9 a.m. I just, you know, I, I don't get up. I don't get up. Oh, yeah! There are. <laughs> there's there's the there's number one, one culprit of all time. Here's one of them. Yeah. You know, well, you can get up at 4 a.m. to fish, but you can't join us. See, huh? I always see him fishing in the afternoon. Maybe that's why, he doesn't, do that's so why well. he doesn't catch anything. <laughs> if you get your ass well, out a of nice bed. picture of a fish the other day. Yeah. You know what that fish was? A, a bird dropped it in his yard. Oh. Yes. <laughs> he goes, since I can't catch my own, a bird dropped this in my yard. He held it up. One of the most brilliant posts I've ever seen. Of course, we're talking about the great Don Orsillo. <laughs> the guy's laying in bed in a food coma from the, you know, veal chops he made the night before and can't get up and call his favorite radio show. Makes me insane. The uh, 
Sports celebrities are real people, too, though, and they often have families yep. and have to deal with, you know, kids and breakfasts and taking people to school, oh, we which always impacts our request for a show. Can we go into 7.30? No. Now I've got to get the kids in the car, yeah. get them I'd to school. I'd say 40% of yeah. our guests <laughs> at some point are like, hey, uh, I can do this time or this time, not the time that you asked. Correct. Because I, I, mean, I got drop-off. Yeah, drop-off some. Drop off some bitch, man, and pick up some bitch, too, dude. I was there yesterday. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it is a bitch. So, fingers crossed for Xavier Scruggs. Everything works out perfectly. The stars all align, apparently, and he joins us at 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, Ronald Report in our final hour, but coming up next... Oh, boy. Obviously, a little oh, disappointment for uh, San Diego State Aztecs fans last night. I wanted them to get that win at Colorado State. They came out... Awful at Awful. the start. Awful. And uh, they recovered, but just not for long enough. We will talk about the uh, loss. Brian Dutcher's very uncharacteristic display of temper last night in the huddle as well. Uh, we've got some more details this morning on what went into the Dutcher meltdown Love it. in Fort Collins last night. We will talk about that coming up next with Ben Woods. Don't go away. San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Thank you.
Now you can listen to 97.3 The Fan with your smart speaker. Ask your device to play 97.3 The Fan to give it a shot. Brian Dutcher has always struck me. I mean, he's a fantastic basketball coach. He has proven that over the last several years, culminating in the trip to the Final Four in the National Championship game last year. But the basketball coaches I knew, and Paul, you played, you played hoops growing up, they were all really mean, and they all yelled a lot, and it just was like constantly. The only nice coach I had was not good. Was not a good coach. Yes, <laughs> you know what they Too are. Nice. You know what they they are. They're they're demonstrative. They're demonstrative on the sidelines. They yep. they stalk the sidelines. They let the refs have it. I mean, at every level. And and I've seen Dutch, you know, say things to when he doesn't think he's getting the calls. He's not asleep at the wheel, but. You know, first Coach Fisher and then Coach Dutcher, they've had success without being the tyrannical, you know, military, Bobby Bobby Knight Knight type basketball coach. And I always wondered, is he too nice? Is 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 Dutch just too nice of a guy we to also, be a top basketball coach? We also have no idea what he's like in practice. Well, and and now I wonder if they he's been hiding a little bit because last night in the game at Colorado State, we saw the different side of Dutch that I, I hadn't really seen before, at least in a huddle, with his own players. We'll get to that right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Now, the Aztecs came out last night's game. They were well-rested, hadn't played in a week. Uh, they were taking on a Colorado State team that had lost twice last week. Mm. And you're thinking, okay, this is a game that is ripe for the taking. So when they came out and fell behind 13-2, to uh, in the first four minutes, and they, it was a sloppy, <laughs> sloppy thirteen to two turnovers. <sighs> I, it, it looked like they hadn't played basketball in months. I, I don't know if that's rustiness. What was the cause of that? But it's going to get under any coach's skin when his team opens a game like that. And and Dutch even said after the game, you know, starters just didn't come out the way we were expecting them to, and and the bench got it going, and then we turned it around after that. But they did not. Start the game the way I would expect our team to play. And then they actually made a little bit of a run. They cut the lead to three in the first half. And then once again, they fell apart and the lead was extended back to double digits. Dutch had to take another timeout. He had to use most of his timeouts in the first half, which you never see. A college basketball coach likes to save most of his timeouts for the last you know, five, six minutes of the game, give his players rests in the second half. He had to use multiple timeouts. They burned one, getting one inbounds in the first half. It was awful. And on that timeout, when they had just allowed another run, Dutch first went out to the referees and gave them an earful because he felt like, you know, Colorado State had gotten a couple of calls that his team wasn't getting. So he just wanted to make sure he was heard. But then he went back to the uh, the huddle. And we didn't see this on the live TV telecast, but they showed it as soon as they came back from the break. Dutcher, he gets handed the clipboard from his assistant coach and just absolutely slams it down onto the court. And then you can see him like screaming and he's he's, just, he's gesticulating and with his arms and he is he is really letting his players have it. And I have not seen that from Brian Dutcher before. That kind of <laughs> anger at his own team in a huddle. I, I don't know of his entire uh... six years as head coach of the Aztecs. He gave it he gave it the old I'm going to throw my right arm in front of my face. I'm so mad. The old, I am really, really mad, mad gesture. 
Yeah, it was uh, two handed slam of the clipboard. It, now it w- was it. Um, somebody said on your tweet, calculated, and I I thought to myself for a moment, um, maybe, maybe, yeah. I, I I you know, there's a time to and place to fire your guys up. Um, again, I think it carries more weight. Now I know that they didn't win the game, but I think it's. It, Bro, when you have the silent per like Ben, if Ben all of a sudden got really mad oh, and God. I mean, I'd be like, Ooh. if I did it, you'd be like, oh, this is just what what he does. If Ben was like, I'm mad, I'd be like, holy crap, dude, because it carries more weight. So Xavier so Scruggs doesn't call in and Ben just yeah, starts just, breaking things. Oh. As it turns out, there was a bit of theatrics. Dang it! To Dutch's actions, so he was quoted in the in the UT after the game. First, I didn't take an early timeout. You know, and you, if you were watching the game, you heard uh, Pete Gillen kept going. Hey, Dunce is going to call a timeout. Wait, he said it. He's got that bo- that thick Boston New England. You got to call a timeout here. Time here, and he's not calling it. I know they've got the Bucky, media timeout. Ricky, Danny, Terry, Timmy, Dummy, but there wasn't any foul calls. There was no stoppages. Right. It just the, the clock kept ticking, and he says, I didn't take an early timeout because I'd already given them the game plan. When we finally took a timeout and we're down, I told them, why am I going to take a timeout to tell you what I've already told you? You know what it is. This is exactly what I told you was going to happen, and it happened. Awesome. So he was already upset with his team. And then when he's screaming at them, here's what he said about it after the game. As mad as I act, I'm just trying to get a response out of my team. I'm trying to let them know that how they're playing is unacceptable. The throwing the clipboard is to get a response. It's one more than just yelling. So I slammed the clipboard and let them know I'm not happy. And he said, and and they responded. And they did. The Aztecs rallied from as many as 14 down. They rallied three times, really. They got it to three, and then they fell back. They got it to three, and then they fell back. And then finally, midway through the second half, they got all the way back and took a 61-60 lead. Their first lead of any sort in the game. Lamont Butler made a couple of baskets, a nice run. They took a lead. Colorado State took a timeout at that point. And, Paulie, I, I texted you at that moment. Yeah. And I'll, I'll read the text that I sent because I was, I was excited for how they were playing, but I was also worried by what, what I saw. And I, I knew you guys might have put a little money on SDSU because you were getting points in the yep. game last night. And I said, my advice, which usually sucks, I understand. <laughs> Fair. Hedge here with Colorado State. The Aztecs expended a lot of energy at altitude to get the lead. <laughs> if you can get a good price right now, I kind of like the Rams. And I felt like, and I can't specifically tell you what game it was, but watching enough Aztecs Mountain West altitude games, I know I've seen that game at least two or three times where the Aztecs fall behind early because they go on a shooting slump, and then they fight back because they always do. The Aztecs never just roll over and die in any game, especially a conference game. But they have to work so hard at you know six thousand feet or whatever Fort Collins is, getting back into it, outworking their opponent every second just to take that lead. Then they have nothing left for the last you know five six minutes of the game, and they didn't. It was turnovers. It was sloppy. Sloppy. Colorado State had one last you know one last gear that they were able to turn on, and they they blew the doors off San Diego State the last few minutes of the game and went on to the 79-71 win. So Dutch's meltdown kind of worked, but when you need to go to that early in the game, you've kind of already lost the battle. Well, and there was, a like you said, the, the next gear... Benny, they were in. They were redlined once they once they came back and and took that one point lead. You're right. I mean, it was like 
Defla- it was weird because they came all the way back. They had great defensive play. Miles Bird is so fun to watch. You uh, he's so fun to watch, man. Mm-hmm. That dude. That dude's going to be really, really good. Hit the um, three and then came back down and for the block that shot. From yeah, behind. and just ah, like fired he was up. fired up, man. I love the emotion he plays with. But you're right. Once they hit that, it was like, all right, we don't have another gear at this point. That was like it was like we got to the top of our mountain right now. And then Colorado State would just go on these runs, six nothing, eight nothing. Um, a lot of sloppy, lot of sloppy yeah. turnovers last night. The fifteen turnovers is a lot for San Diego State. I mean, they they had two against Wyoming in their previous game, and a lot of it was centered around their big guys, uh, Ladie and Saunders. Not not the best game for either of those two. Ladie did turn it on a little bit in the second half, but he was double and triple teamed. Had a lot of turnovers underneath. They contributed half of the turnovers. Just those two guys, some bad passes. From Saunders, who, who had one of his worst games, 18 minutes, two points, four turnovers, Ugh. only three rebounds and one assist. Just not a good game uh, for the young forward who's been – Dutch is stuck with him in the starting lineup because he doesn't like to make changes, but at some point he might need to think about a rotational switch here because Saunders has struggled a little bit as the season has gone on. I'm not saying he won't be a good player at some point, but he's definitely – Kind of gone through some some tough times here for the Aztecs. Well, it, it, one of the things that one of the the pervasive thoughts I saw on on Twitter last night was why not continue to get the ball in Reese Waters' hands when he is absolutely white hot. Um, they just didn't it, and, and he was shooting the ball well, seven and nine. Yeah, you know, it, it's seventeen points. It I, I, was he one of the guys who had been sick? I I'm know, not sure. I know I, the D had food poisoning over the weekend, and a couple of other guys uh, mispracticed because they were sick and. Dutch didn't make any excuses on that, but that can't be the best thing when you're going to altitude. You know how bad you feel when you travel and you're not feeling well. I don't know if that had anything to do with the rotation minutes of that game, but yeah, there, there certainly there was some criticism in terms of you know why did you go away from the things that were working? Well, and and. The inability, I think, to get Jaden the ball underneath. I mean, what's the guy's name? The Boston guy, Pete. Pete Gillen. Pete Gillen. <laughs> I, the whole th- you got to get him the ball. You just get him the ball underneath that right there. You got to get him the ball. And and by the way, I mean, I've seen muggings, you know, that were less violent than what I saw Jaden going just through know, down you're not, low. You're not getting the calls on the road in the mountains. No, Rocks. we've talked about this. I mean, just mug- he was just them. getting. Crushed down there. three guys on him, and it's like, all right, well, somebody's got to be open at this point. Usually, it was Reese like Waters. He didn't get way the too many times this season. Hundred percent. Like every time they're on the road, he is just getting abused. <laughs> and I get it. He's bigger than you, and he's better than you. And sometimes you feel like that's all you can do. Doesn't matter if he also didn't get any calls. Doesn't at all. matter if it's Steph Curry guarding Shaquille O'Neal. Like a foul is a foul. A foul is a foul. He does not get any call. He he gets the fewest calls of any player I've ever seen of his size and stature I mean, and ability. He, he's drawn more fouls than just about anyone in college basketball because he's deserved them. But at some point, it seems like the referees in the last the few last games have just gotten tired it. of yeah. calling the calls. Like, eh, we've seen this before. Let's let's stop blowing our whistle now. So yep. you know that's going to be a key to the Aztecs. You're going to need some of those calls going forward. So they lose. It's the third loss in five games to the Aztecs, who are now five and three. In conference play, two games behind Utah State, who is coming to Viejas Arena. And, uh, you know, I I said, quote unquote, must win. It's going to be very hard to win the Mountain West regular season now, which is why I said that. And, but it doesn't matter if you win the Mountain West regular season title. It'd be nice, but we're all focused on the NCAA tournament. I saw some panic, though, from Aztecs fans going, 
oh, this team might be, you know, not even make the tournament. I they saw might that last be on the year, bubble. Though. I go, hold on, hold on. They were, they were a five seed yesterday in Lunardi's bracketology. They lost a quad one road game to a, a good Colorado State team that was ranked as high as 13th in the country a few weeks ago. It's not a bad loss. You're not going to get dinged too much for that. You might go down to a six seed or a seven seed, but they're nowhere near the bubble, the 11-12 seed line. Well, so still... But I think the panic was coming from also what lies ahead. Yeah, there's more tough games. Yeah, really, but really also, tough games. There are also games that don't hurt you that much. Yeah. You have to continue to hold serve at home, which they've done. You know, If they lose again on That's Saturday, if, once they lose a home game, then I'll start to worry a okay. little bit. You know, If they can't win a road game, they're not going to win the conference, but they're not going to lose out of the NCAA tournament. If they start losing home games... Then you've got an issue. No one's winning road games in the Mountain West. I think you know you had Utah State stole one at Boise State. That's why they leave the conference. But ultimately, everybody is losing on the road this year because it's just a really tough conference and especially a tough conference to travel. So I did. I sent a tweet out, and it, this is not again a prediction. There's almost no chance the Aztecs have a magical run two years in a row because you know Duke doesn't make the Final Four two years in a row usually, but. Last year at this time, through 21 games against a much easier schedule, they were 17 and four. This year they're 16 and five against a tougher schedule. We had some concerns at this point. If you'll remember, there were some concerns about the Aztecs at this point last season as well. This is not the final product. Dutch's teams and Fisher's teams always seem to get better as the season goes on. I'd say be patient, give them a chance to continue to improve and get better. And, you know, if they don't, well, then it'll end up being a disappointing well, year. But I, I have no reason to think that this is the final Aztecs product and this is as good as we can hope for the rest of the season. We listed off all of the reasons yesterday. If you follow college basketball, even just a little bit, this isn't breaking news. There's no point in playing your best basketball now. Right. You, you, we said it yesterday. You could literally go 0-30. Yep. Get hot for four days in your conference tournament, win it, and you're in, which is a huge indictment on college basketball. That's a <laughs> totally different conversation. I think uh, regular season champions <clears throat> should be the automatic berths more than the tournament. Then I why digress. would you even play the tournament then? Right. <laughs> Maybe make them both automatic berths. I don't know. You get A second team can get in Maybe if they expand but the NCAA put tournament. Put some emphasis can. on the regular season. But until that happens, the season comes down to four days in your conference tournament, and then you can win six games in a row, and you're the national champion. National champion. There is no point in playing your best basketball now. This this The regular season is the preseason yeah. for a short postseason it's the same in the nba honestly i mean it, it's so, bit, yeah, so many it so many people I mean, make, make it the lakers the, uh, eight, eight last year they yeah. had the play-in tournament yeah. they made it to the conference finals because yeah. they played well at the end of the season well and and you know to bring it back to baseball for just a second this is what remember when we talked to trevor hoffman at fantasy camp this is what he wants for baseball too i mean you want to devalue like i love the current playoff format i think it's fantastic i don't think there's a damn thing wrong with it i think the number of teams is right you start adding more teams I mean, there is already a, a, a many a pervasive thought that it that it's too long anyway. Boy, you put sixteen teams in there or whatever. That regular season's going to be. I, I mean, last year the Arizona Diamondbacks won eighty four games, two more than the incredibly the disappointing, disappointing San, San Diego, Diego Padres, Padres yeah. and they ended up in the World Series. Yeah, so we're already kind of there. We're kind of there, man. It doesn't take a great regular season to win a World Series in baseball anymore. And doesn't and, take a great re- UConn last year. 
Pretty terrible in the regular season for UConn. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. I didn't know that. Remember? They did not have a... The Aztecs were a better seed than they were in the tournament. They uh, yeah, they were wearing the right. home... Weren't they wearing the home uniforms in the I last game? Was, what was their regular... It was, four, it was a four seed maybe against a five seed. It I mean, was not... Rob says diluted in the chat. Yeah, maybe. But, like, I don't want to start snipping teams from the playoffs because the playoffs are the best in, in every sport. They're the best in every sport. And I get it. I get it. But I can see why you say that. All right, we'll come back. Um, I want to get to some baseball. We had uh, a new Padres prospect rankings list come out from ESPN this morning. That and Take on Woods next year on 97.3 The Fam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 